Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Lynn? I'm feeling just fabulous. Yay. And I wanted to say ducky because it is raining. <laughs> it is raining again. Yes, so I could say that. And um, that's it. That's kind of how it's at. You know, I, I feel like it's um, the reality of fall slash winter is setting in and I really don't like it. The older I get, the more I hate it. Yeah, I know. I it's, mean, I, I know that everybody says you like the four seasons, you like the change of the seasons. But it's this kind of, what bothers me about it, I think, is the fact that now the leaves are all being blown off the trees. Mm-hmm. And everything that was a very vibrant color is now... On the ground. On the ground and, and modeled. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what's left is exactly what I hate. It's mm-hmm. brown shades of gray and black and it's just very you told blah. me you love 50 shades of gray did i say that <laughs> i like Sorry, the book but i don't it. think i like the colors <laughs> up there you like the book i well, did not see the movie by the way i did mm-hmm. I, didn't. I did but um yeah but you know what it is what it is i know and and every time i go south Especially if I go to visit my brother. That's why they have Florida. the best. The, the, the snowbirds have the best deal. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're gone I, in the yucky part of this, and it's not always that warm right. in January in Florida or Arizona, wherever, or Hawaii, wherever but people even if go. It's but in the upper 60s or 70s. Who cares? It's better than freezing. But the, it's green. I know that's that. The that's point. the other It is. There is a psychological <clears throat> um, effect to that. I so. always think every time I think of winter and and how really bad it can be, I always think of the opening scene of Dr. Shivago where the ch- he's there um, at the gravesite with his mother who t- had just passed. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing her to the grave and they were going to bury her and the snow was all over the place and whipping around and it's just it this little boy standing there watching them lower his mother into the ground and the thing is in that time frame they had it couldn't have been plastic so it had to be a glass type top to it so you physically see the remnants of this person being put in the ground and then they put the snow and everything else on it and it's got to be a horribly traumatic thing for anybody especially for a child but i always think of that as to me it's a metaphor for winter and the desolation and the the death that occurs Uh of all the trees and the leaves 
<sighs> not happy with that. And it's a process. And you watch this thing going on and you say, ooh, yuck. Well, and the wind and ugh. I hate this right now. Yeah, it's it. Well, hate it's it. worse today because it is so rainy and yucky. As yes. you're listening to us on Which Wednesday thir- or on Thursday. Saturday, this is Thursday. Yeah, we're taping. So, but but well, good have, news. Good news. We, I have to say some good news. Yes, that I was with uh, one of my buddies today, Sean Bertram, who's from Hesser BMW. And I took my car out for a little test drive. Your car, your new my, vehicle? My new used vehicle. Well, yeah. Why do you always buy used? Because I can't see the point of spending, Because you know, they depreciate as soon as you drive exactly. them away. It's true. It's exactly. Such a, but still, okay. So I don't want to do that. So, But anyway, you're getting it? You're, you are getting a new uh, one? I'll be, as you people are listening to this, yes, I will probably be there. Ready to drive it away, and that's because Sean got a got a call. You, he called you after he heard of certain things a couple of weeks ago, right? Did he really? Didn't you tell me that? No. Oh, I thought. Oh, that's t- Sean. Yeah, yeah not my your Sean. Son. You're Sean. <laughs> yes, he actually heard us uh-huh. talking about you, your windfall. about my winnings, uh-huh. and he called me about five minutes after that and said, "Hey, now you got the money. <laughs> yeah, let's get it." So, which color did you get? It's really this, not the same, but it's a lighter blue, and it's got a. Um, a lighter color in the interior. Okay, like so, a saddle material yeah. or a lighter than saddle? Lighter than saddle. Okay, nice. Well, mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank that's you. good. It's mm-hmm. always a good thing. So that's Yay. good. Are you still going to put your decals that I only know you, it's you because you have your well, DREC decals they're not on the really, back? They're, they're not decals. They're magnets. So I can oh, just so whip can just them take, right off right. and put them back because on the other one. You, you would think Lynn works at VREC because <laughs> not only does she have those little, mag, as my kids used to say, magnets, but she also has a, a, a puffer coat. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call them? <laughs> I've never heard <laughs> The down-filled, they remind me of Michelin tires. I think they call them quilted. No, 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 yes. no, they're not. Well, they have, that's the name. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Ask Patrick if he likes that name. <laughs> Anyway, he tried so, to put it on the other day. And he did? Yes. Why? Well, because he goes through these things where he's, I'm really cold Now, how in could here. he fit in that coat? He can't. That's all the point. Exactly. Wouldn't but he even, got his arms in and the whole He was the rest probably like, like, oh. He uh. was just nuts. So anyway, yes, I do have that coat that has my name embroidered yeah, on like it. like they all have and from the VREC. And notice yes. I didn't get one. I know. How about it? So Lynn, when he had the arms, was he like, you know, danger or Will yes, Robinson? Because he, exactly. he can't move his arms. That's what know? he looked like. Yeah. Okay. He looked like the, um, what's that guy for the uh, the tires? Molybdenum. Uh, that's the... The guy, the Michelin yes, guy. That's Michelin what they guy. remind me of those That's coats. it. That's but, it. Anyway, well, and let's leave it thing. at that. Yeah, forget it. Okay, um, so fine. Uh, so, and, but I had a couple things today. I was at the mayor's prayer breakfast, which was very, very nice. Yes, which I go every year. Lynn, you never go to breakfast. I don't do breakfast. Um, I was also at a the Lackawanna County Commission for Women breakfast, our legislative breakfast, which happened on Tuesday at La Bonavita. And Miss Donna Barbetti is the um, president of that fine um, organization, the fine board, and she is rotating off. And yours truly goes in. So we oh, had a nice breakfast. I didn't know that part. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Senator Bob Casey spoke as our keynote key, key speaker, along with um, a representative. From Pat Toomey's office, mm-hmm. and we had honorees. Uh, we had all three commissioners, and we had honorees: uh, Denise Bernie, Va- Denise Vitali Bernie, 
and uh, Nadal Martin and Friendship House was recognized um, for their contribution. And I, it was a wonderful, wonderful morning. Fabulous morning. We were thrilled. We were happy with everything and everybody. And it was a nice, nice time. So um, it was just a big Was it snowing when you went? No. No. Oh, um, oh coming snow. out, it was sleeting. Oh, lovely. No, but I, I thought, oh, man, what is this? But no, we had a, it was a good morning. So, Lynn, three mornings in a row, I had to be up and out by 8 o'clock. Well, God bless you. Yeah, I know. I was thinking of you. It would not have been me. Mm-hmm. And today, I just wanted to sleep in because it was rainy and, and dark. And I thought, oh, I can't. But anyway, so it was good. We got to go to the <sighs> Radisson, Hawaii. Just give a big shout out to the Radisson. Because I will tell you, there's so many wonderful people who work in that place. Yeah. And they are, they're just the best. So I pull up. Now, I'm always, as you know, late. Oh, yes. So, of course, <clears throat> the lot's always full when you get there. Because it's, you know, almost 500 people. And the lot's always full. But my boy George, who's usually there, not boy George, <laughs> but my boy George, who works in the um, for the Radisson? He's always does the valet that day. He isn't there now. Usually he's outside at near the saying no, don't come in. The lot's full. Well, he wasn't there, but the sign said lot full. So I pull up and there was a guy there, like a maintenance guy, I guess, and because um, he wasn't a clearly he wasn't a valet, and he was talking to someone who pulled in in front of me and he said oh you have to go over to park over here so we pull up and i i said hi and of course like batting my baby blue <laughs> my baby greens at him i said is george here and he said no george isn't in today i said oh man i said well he always lets me park like right in front he goes oh uh, i don't think i can do that for you he said our general manager is right in the lobby i said the general manager is also a dear friend of mine mike he goes oh who and i said mike carney because i'm thinking he thinks i was just like and i I said, Mike Carney. He goes, oh, I said, so is it all right if I park here? He goes, here's what I'm going to do for you. If you can park, if you can pull in in front of that van, he said, you'll be fine. I'll let you park there. I said, okay. So I got up and I, I, he was thinking this broad's never getting in that parallel parking. She's never going to do it. So she, so I pull in and get right in because I can, I am the best best parallel parker so i get in i walk down i slip him a couple bucks i say thank you and he goes i gotta give it to you honey he said i've never seen anybody parallel park like that <laughs> he said that was pretty good i said yeah Yay. i know so he goes on oh, you're welcome you know so anyway he was very sweet and then i walk up the steps and who's standing there looking at me but mike corny he's like what did you just do i said no nothing mama he said that to you no i said i have to tell you what happened he started laughing he goes you only so anyway it was just they're just Every one of them, from the staff to Kelly and Mary and Luis, my boyfriend, and Carol and all these wonderful people over there. They're just the nicest people. And they make you feel so welcome. And that's a lot of work to have, you know, 400 to 500 um, warm breakfasts coming out. So mm-hmm. it's a big deal. So good good for them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at La Buena Vida was wonderful, too. The staff, Kathy Gavin and staff, of course, Miss Brenda Bestoki was on staff that day. And uh, it was a nice morning. So, yay. Yeah, well, we were also at um, Posh last Friday yes, night. Yes, Friday night before once. Yep. And we had really good food there. Mm-hmm. And then we went over to Once. Yes. Yeah. That you left. I left. Yes. Back was killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Uh, it was it was good. The food was really good. I liked it very much. We had a nice time there, as yeah. we always do. Mm-hmm. And then, and you heard Josh because he's like, people are saying, Josh, why these people call last minute? Not us, but they call last minute. Then they're your friends. Yeah, <laughs> Josh, like, get them in. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a nice, and it was a nice packed house over there Friday night. It mm-hmm. was a nice crowd. Mm-hmm. So. How do how do they do for the whole weekend? I don't know that answer. I never asked Frank what the numbers, how they looked. Okay. I don't know. Rent is coming up next, and Rent yeah. is always. I love that show. I have and not it's the twentieth anniversary it, show. And I so, want to see it. Yeah, that's the the we go the nineteenth. So I guess it's the nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first. Okay. Yes, it is. The musicians Whatever. in Once and how they danced and played their instruments at the same time was unbelievable. It really was. It was, um, they were very, very talented. Yeah. So we had a good time. Um, there was what? There was one other thing I was just going to say we did together. Not this week. No, last week. No, I mean, not before. No, oh, um, no, not, it wasn't you. It was, um, we celebrated Patrick's birthday at uh, Shanghai Jazz. Yes. In, um, in Madison, New Jersey, and we met my niece Mara, and Mara Gilbert, that is, and her um, significant other, Kevin Dubois. Dubois? Yes. Is he related to Blanche? No, oh. everybody asks him that. <laughs> um, and so they were there, and um, my stepson and stepdaughter in law joined us, and the six of us had an absolutely wonderful time. We really, really enjoyed and it. Patrick was happy. Oh, he was. He all he said all night long, and you know he loves to repeat himself. I know. Constantly saying, "I'm happy as I'm a happy pig as in, a pig in poo poo." I know that's, that's his that was his line. line. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know, just just here with all the people I love the most uh, in the world," and he on and on like this. And of course, they, the people who own Shanghai Jazz, always make a big fuss about over him. him. Mm-hmm. And they had. Um, one little dessert that had one of those sparkler candles in it. For his so he blew it out but kept and it lighting. <laughs> and he didn't eat, and he probably got frustrated, right? What's going on with this thing? So Tyler finally put it, in it the out cake. and put it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that would be the only oh, way. Oh, it was it was just funny. It was really Did funny. you tell them to do that on purpose just to aggravate them? No, but the woman said, when she when we sat down, she said, "Is anyone here celebrating something an yeah. anniversary event?" I said, "His birthday." Okay, thanks. There you go. And he didn't even, of course, didn't remember. Uh, right. But she brought it over later, I and he was it. very happy. All right. Well, happy birthday again to Patrick A. DiNapoli, and happy birthday to Deb Peterson today, October twenty seventh, oh. which is when we're taping okay. Deb Peterson's birthday. Happy birthday! So we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, and I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit, and I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Mm Amazon.com. And... I have to let everyone know officially that our new website is now up and available for people to make comments and <laughs> send us whatever information they think we need to know. So it's the um, it's live with Laurie and Lynn.com. 
uh, please go check it out. Uh, we love it. It's really nice, and it's about time we got a new fresh face or two in there. So please uh, go look it up and let us know what you think. And if you have any questions for our upcoming guests, there's an opportunity right there to fill it out and let us know which guest, and we'll be very happy to get it to them so they can talk about it. Yay. Uh-huh. Yay. Hooray. It's about time. Yeah. <sighs> I know that um, when our guest today starts talking about some issues relative to divorce, that she probably won't be talking about this one, but this is one that I think is really pretty fascinating because nobody ever thinks about this kind of stuff when they get married and um, start building some serious wealth. But this is our... Uh, poster boy, Elon Musk, from, um, gosh, any number of things that he has, but um, it's the electric cars that he he has, and what's the name of that thing? I can't remember it. The company that he has. Yeah, Tesla. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, thanks. I got yeah, it. That's one thing, but he's Just got so many... Just in case I was wrong, I whispered. Oh, okay, fine. Well, you're right. <laughs> okay, so here's some interesting facts about how he has dealt with this. Um, he has no, uh, Elon Musk's personal affairs are barely a factor in his science fiction ambition. He has no obvious human vices, doesn't even drink, and spends much of his brain power pondering ways to manage a pop apocalyptic risk, global warming, robot uprising, asteroid impact. These are all on his, you know, bucket list here. His only frailty so far has been loving women who leave him. Oh, man. Collecting a little alimony in the process. Sometimes he marries them twice, in which case they're theoretically eligible, (laughs) yes, to cash a severance check both times. But even with his third divorce in eight years, hitting the books now, he's probably only exposed to one-tenth of one percent of his $13 billion fortune to Cupid's poisoned arrow. (laughs) With Amber Heard, best known to to us as Johnny Depp's charitable donation hunting ex-wife. I think she was the one that posted that thing on Facebook that went viral when she was standing there next to a lion or something as she killed. No, I, don't, I don't. All right. Well, anyway, that's already on the horizon for the next divorce from him. Um, the Musk lawyers may get the ultimate professional workout soon. And remember, he lives in California where theoretically the money he makes while he's married splits 50-50 when each relationship hits the rocks. Musk will probably pay around $16 million to his now ex-wife, Tallulah Riley, to match the settlement he originally approved two years ago before they reconciled. After their first marriage ended, she became eligible for a total of $4.2 million in alimony, plus her very own Tesla car and some jewelry. Since she wasn't single for much more than a year before they remarried, it's unclear whether the payments continued beyond the first booster installment. Let's see if I can get this. 
Uh, like the first Mrs. Musk, who stayed with him for eight whirlwind years, and blah blah blah, is probably going to end up with roughly eighteen million and the obligatory electric car when her settlement kicks in. There are big numbers for little people, but they're barely a rounding error on his net worth. Yeah, it's likely that every time the Fed moves, it causes Musk more financial pain than either of his divorces. The secret is that his apparent immunity to marital judgment, like his industrial empire, revolves around multiple self-reinforcing risk management strategies. He started Tesla as a way to ensure that fossil fuels didn't wreck the planet for billionaires like him during his lifetime. And, of course, it could also make him a whole lot richer as well. Buying Solar City gives him a way to further reduce the global carbon footprint while opening up new commercial outlets for the lithium power packs that Tesla pumps out. And the rocket company SpaceX lengthens the odds that even if this planet becomes unlivable, Musk will always have Mars. Back here on Earth, interlocking asset protection has kept even the most fractious divorce settlements from risking more than a few million dollars at a time. Right now, a simple calculation indicates that his public stock is worth around $7.4 billion today, and his controlling interest in SpaceX might be valued at another $7-9 billion on paper. But assets minus liabilities may still be in the $13 billion range. And it's all because his venture capital investors long ago made sure to establish that his shares in each enterprise remained separate property and Uh not something that rolled into each marriage. When his first wife had to sign a post-nup agreement relinquishing all rights to the company that would become PayPal... It was because the investors insisted. Although her lawyers ended up fighting the relatively unusual after-the-ceremony agreement, at the end of the day, she still gave up all claim to the business he'd largely built by the time she came along. And then there was no question who cashed the check when eBay bought PayPal. All that money went into a revocable trust with one name on it, Elon. Mm -hmm. And since that trust was funded with separate property, not even California divorce courts will open it up now. Wow. I mean, this is a lot of the strategies that he used, but it's just phenomenal when you think of when you do some serious planning and you are someone who has created some significant wealth after your marriage... You've got to figure out ways, if you want to keep that, um, to make it unavailable for people to marry for the purpose of tolerating you yeah. and then getting a divorce, mm-hmm. which is a get-rich-quick scheme. People really don't do that, Yes, do they, they do. It's a joke. I'm no, kidding. No, they, they certainly <laughs> of do. Of course they do. Wow. Yeah, do they ever. Oh, man. So, um, th- that's interesting. How old is this guy about? I don't know how old he is. I, I want to say he's in his 40s. Maybe he's in in his early 50s, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's how he did it. A very smart uh, thinking ahead of time. And, yeah, and what amazes it? me is that the woman that he married the first time, when he talked about a post-nuptial agreement... I don't know why she ever signed it. Because what's he going to do at that point? <laughs> it's, there's not a whole lot to worry about. Mm-hmm. They say his net worth is $11.6 billion. Yeah, well, that may be now. Yeah. 
Yeah, when was um, this written? He is this 45. Time? Yeah, that's what he I thought. He was born in 71. Okay. God. So that's him. Oh, he went to the University of Pennsylvania. He did? Mm-hmm. Queens did? University and University of Pennsylvania. 2000, hmm. wait, what does it say? Three, four. Well, maybe Sean can help with that. Yeah, that's right. I'll see if he knows him. <laughs> he may be single shortly, Laura. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, how about it? Yeah, Cougar? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you have to have 10 years. Well, you just have 10 uh, years on him Yeah, to be considered a cougar. Is that all it is? Yeah, I oh. think that's the way it's defined. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a couple other little things here. Um, we have uh, information here about the cost of living adjustment for people who are on Social Security for next year. It's going to rise by 0.3%. Right. Because that was just in the news, too, how that, nothing. They, and, and you know what? Every time they made a... I remember with my Nana, every increase in her Social Security, Blue Cross, Blue Shield at the time, just jacked up theirs, and so it was exactly. gone. Exactly. And in this case, it's going to be more than that raise. So people right. are going to end terrible. up out of pocket. Less. Less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really not right. But um, there was something that's called... Uh, uh, held harmless uh, in Medicare, yes. and I didn't really know that until I read this. But if, like in my situation, because I did turn the lovely age of 65 mm-hmm. a few months ago, um, I I didn't claim Social Security a month be- ago. because, yeah, because I didn't really want to. So therefore, I have to pay for my Medicare premiums out of my pocket. But if you were somebody who was having your Medicare premiums deducted from your Social Security check, they cannot take more than whatever that cap is out of your Social Security. So for a poor slob like me, if I'm paying it myself and they increase it, I have to pay the full increase. But if they are taking it out of a Social Security check... um, They can't take more. They can't take more than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So are you going to take it now? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, it's not. The thing is, I could take it and not have to worry about that. There, there was an, there is an issue that if you take it before you're 65, even though your um, normal retirement age benefit might be 66 in two months or whatever it is, this is a quirk in the law that if you take it before 65, you have to be at least 62 that you only can work a certain amount, I mean, make a certain amount of money before they start taking money back from your Social Security check. So if you're 65, that ends. So even though I may not, I, I know I will qualify, but let's just say it, it was 66 to get full benefits, mm-hmm. like some people. Yeah. That's 65 to 66. You can still work and collect the Social Security. But you can but only make a certain dollar. No, because once you're 65, that goes away. Oh, I thought so, it was between 65 and 66 that you couldn't make. And then once you're 66, you can make more money, like 41000 or something. And well, there, there's some graded amount. But it's 62 is when you can first start doing that. And the amount you can make is something ridiculous, like $15,000 a year. Right, that's and what it is. And anything over that, you have to pay it back. Yeah. But that is only true until you're 65. 
And then if you, let's say if I say I want to take my Social Security at 70, those five years in there, I can make anything I want. Right. But if I said, okay, I want to take the, the Social Security, then they don't take any of it back because it makes no difference. After 65, All you right. can earn what you want and take Social Security. Okay. So that's something I didn't know, that if you have your social, your uh, Medicare premiums being withdrawn from your Social Security check, they cannot take out more than what they've been taking out because that's the cap on it. Okay. So that's interesting and it might be a reason for people to say, I'm, I'm going to take it now. And by the way, did you watch, just quickly, because we don't have much time, but did you watch the 60 Minutes thing on the NFL players with that that financial guy who no, I sued? No, oh I didn't. You should watch it. I know. There's it plenty of them out there. I know. Unbelievable. So anyway, we are going to end our um, two sections here with Lynn and yours truly to make way for our wonderful guest expert, Attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. And she will be right back with you to talk about some new things happening, happening in the divorce code or laws. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans, and I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer <coughs> Women. Available on Amazon.com. Thank you. And our guest expert this morning is the lovely and talented with always a smile on her face (laughs) and looking. Doesn't she? I say all the time. She always looks so perfect, doesn't she? Yes, she does. She's always always very ultimate professional attorney, Barbara J. O'Hara, who's been Mm -hmm. in the practice of family law for about 35 years now. And she (laughs) is a partner in the law firm Nichols. Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara. I know that. Thank you. Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara on Drinker Street in the great old town of Dunmore. And Barb is here. Yeah, because God forbid we ever not say Boyd Hughes first or he'll kill us, won't he, Barb? (laughs) It goes in age order and and, um, alphabetical order. Oh, there you go. Perfect. (laughs) So, Barb, what's up today? What are we talking about? So, what's up? There's there's a big thing that's up. Uh And the big thing that's up is... One of the types of no-fault divorce has changed, and this will matter to a lot of people. And there are two types of no-fault divorce, one where both parties consent and sign affidavits consenting to the divorce, and another where it used to be, for decades, a two-year separation. Actually, the statute had been three years when they passed back in 1980. It's been two years for a long, long time. It's now, as of December, one year. And what that means is you would have to live separate and apart for one year under that type of no fault. And at that point, you don't, you no longer need the consent of the other party. That doesn't mean your economics issues don't get resolved, but it does mean the other person can only hold out now for a year instead of two years. And the, the mindset in the legislative change 
Now, this is effective in December, and it doesn't affect pending divorces. It doesn't affect pending separations. The act specifically says this is for will be effective for separations that start as of the effective date of the statute, okay. which is December. So if you're contemplating divorce, don't file your divorce in November. Wait until December so that you can have the advantage of this one-year statute if you're looking to speed things up a little bit. If you're the dependent spouse and you say, boy, I'm going to need spousal support for a long time, it would be a good idea to file in, in November because they're, they're, the divorces that file, get filed in November are the ones that are still two years. Is it the, December 1st? <coughs> It's 60 days from when the governor signed it. I think the governor signed it the very, very end of September. That's why I'm telling people after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um, or come back December. And I think as of December 1st is effective. It might be the last couple days of November, but then we're splitting hairs. And for people that come in, I will check what date the governor signed it because it passed. It it. I think the governor may have signed it September 29th or so. So it would be right like the week after Thanksgiving. So how is this going to affect people? I think the reason why it was done is that divorces are taking a long time. And And that is obviously true that divorces are taking a long time because what happens is one spouse looks at this and says, I'm not in any particular rush. I'm continuing to get spousal support and I don't, I won't consent for two years. So the other spouse either has to wait the two years, make an offer or make an offer that's lucrative enough that's, that they'd be tempted to say, okay, I won't wait the two years. Yes, I'll do that. Now that you have it down to one year, I think it's going to hurt the dependent spouse because now things can be accelerated. Uh, Lackawanna and Luzerne are not counties that are generous on giving alimony. And a lot of dependent spouses, usually the, the wife who might be the dependent spouse, are relying on that two-year period to go to school, get an associate's degree, kind of line up a job or whatever. And now that's, and now that's cut in half. So I always tell people, you know, on their separation, you have to plan for supporting yourself. And how are you going to plan for supporting yourself? And some people are well-educated and have already have a good-paying job. And other people, through life circumstances, haven't, don't have that kind of background. And they look at you and say, well, what's going to happen? Well, you'll get spousal support or or what's called alimony pendente lite during the divorce. Maybe you get alimony, maybe you don't. What's been happening, at least in Lackawanna and Luzerne, is sometimes a divorce master, who's the one that divides up your assets if you can't negotiate it, will give you more assets rather than give you alimony. And that's been what's been happening. And usually by then, the person's collected maybe two and a half years worth of support. At that point, if you got 55% of the assets or 60% of the assets, the divorce master was content to say, okay, fine. And now she's, she's in pretty good shape. We've done economic justice there. Where you have a shorter period of time, 
you can't rely on spousal support lasting as long. Now, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see people need and request the alimony more. Now, a lot of the county, the people that push for this are from counties that they award alimony on a regular basis. Up in northeastern Pennsylvania, they're not, they're not awarding alimony like they do in Montgomery County, Chester County, De- Delaware County. And there's some of the counties that push for this of let's get a change because we need to move divorces along. And where I see it is good for the spouse who wants the divorce over with quickly. Not so good for the spouse who needs the spouse's support for a while. Do you often see the dependent spouse being the one who wants the divorce? Sometimes, sometimes is only only portrayed as the person who is not making the same, uh, the the more most money. I mean, the lesser compensated, lesser compensated, or the person with no income. Okay, okay. So yes, sometimes that's the person that comes in and says, "I want this over with tomorrow," Mm -hmm. and you look at them and say, "Okay, here's your situation," and you have to talk economic reality to people because what your heart wants and what your head says this doesn't make sense are usually two different things in those kind of cases because the person who says okay fine and usually it's the people who say i had a very difficult marriage but i don't see why my divorce should be hard well (laughs) quite honestly (laughs) you know if you've been getting beat up or cheated on or whatever for 20 years to now come and say to an attorney i don't see why my divorce should be difficult is is illogical Okay, because if you have had a difficult marriage, expect a difficult divorce. Right. So it's my friend Marcy says the history of the relationships deter the relationship determines the future. That's <laughs> so true. In that case, it's, that's true. Yeah, exactly. And it's I, not going to be any different. I've been doing right? this for thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. If you've had a difficult marriage, you usually have a difficult divorce, and people don't become different because they're divorcing. So the guy who, worse. Yes, you know, either the same or worse, and. And worse means that it's going to be difficult to negotiate. So then expect that you're in for the long haul. So um, that change will affect a lot of people. And, you know, if now I do want to caution people just because it's a one year, it doesn't mean that that means your divorce is over with 365 days after you file it means that you no longer need the consent of the other party but then you can litigate the economics Mm -hmm. so equitable distribution alimony and the other economic claims is this something just new to Pennsylvania? Is this is this in the surrounding states? What, well, every state determines its own. What, but its own. Yeah. Okay. So some states have gone to a year, and I'm a little you have to nervous see, about the fact yeah. that that I represent a, a lot of women that have been relying on the spousal support. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we need to to change how we litigate and say, well, we need more time. And, okay, if it's going to be alimony, it's going to be alimony because this person needs it for a Mm -hmm. period of time. Because you have a lot of women, you know, maybe they have dependent kids, and that should really be going towards your child support. And that money shouldn't be trying to support the whole family. But what about the woman that I have three kids, two of them are in college, and one's 17 and a half. So what are you going to get? child support for half a year mm-hmm. because it will end as of 18th birthday or high school graduation whichever's later 
So they're the tough, tough cases because, hey, honey, you're getting child support for six more months. And then how are you going to support yourself? Yeah. I mean, always, it's a great idea to to be thinking of that from the time you're out of high school. Mm-hmm. How am I going to support myself? And people stay in bad marriages because they're trapped economically. People stay in bad marriages for lots of reasons. You never want to be be trapped economically because I'm staying here because I have not I have nowhere else to go. Well, that's a tough life. Well, or the flip side to that time. is, um, I'm going to stay in this marriage because I'm determined that he will not get half of everything that I've. That's created. true too. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You look at that and say, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to get it. Sides. Well. That's a tough way he to is. live. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. And I'm seeing more and more of that as mm-hmm. women earn more. I uh, I hear that all the time from people. Mm-hmm. I'm why would I do that? On both sides, men and women. Yeah. I'm not doing it because yeah. what the heck? And I'm not giving half of my pension or half of my this and I'm not losing that. I hear I hear that story all the time. Yeah. Isn't the classic uh, phrase that it's cheaper to keep her? Yeah. I've had people like that. say so that. Let's look yeah. at After the I computed the chi- the yeah. spousal support, a guy stood up Put his hands on the desk and said, cheaper to keep her and walked out of the room. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, uh, let's, yeah. So let's think of Every day one is interesting. Let's one, think of a word that ends with him. With him. So, oh, it, uh, right? Easier to keep him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. So it can be fair on both sides. Yeah. Oh, Barb. Yeah. Wow. I read that. Yeah. I read that. So, so I wondered if that was so a good thing or a bad thing. It should accelerate things. Which means, and are they just trying to clear up the the system? Get it? I think that they're, they're trying to shorten the time. Yeah, that so people, that gets out. People are in divorces, mm-hmm. yeah. which you know what? I, I do understand that, and in some respects, that's a good thing. In other respects, it's going to have pluses and minuses depending upon everybody's economic situation. Mm-hmm. So, has there been any backlash from any religious leaders about this? No. No, I haven't heard any. I didn't either. Did you? I haven't read any articles that say that. Yeah. Uh, I just went to a seminar on Tuesday, and they said, isn't this great? This is what we were pushing for because divorces are taking too long. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it was Montgomery County attorneys that were saying, hey, you know, and then we'll get our alimony. Well... That lots goes on in that Montgomery County, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> hello, hello. Well, yes, it does. It's, it's a very wealthy county. You, but there's a uh-huh. lot of stuff going on there. Barbara, please tell everyone if someone has a question or they're contemplating deciding if they want to do this, get a lawyer. How how they can get in touch with you? You'll talk to them about yes. these changes and guide them through it. What's the best way to reach? The you? best way to reach me is my phone. I can be reached at five seven zero three four four seven one seven one, and I'm located at at four. 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore, and um, I go to both. I'm in Lackawanna County, but um, uh, have cases in Luzerne County all the time. There we go. Okay. So if you have any questions, and Susquehanna, please. Wayne, and, and Wyoming. There you go. Uh, please yes. give Barbara okay. a call. She'll help you out. Thank you for joining Thank you us so today, much. Barbara. Thank and you. Lynn, Always a pleasure. We'll see you next weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm. Have a good weekend. Be safe and be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.